the Mercy Backend, where experts share customized business advice and tips about all the messy stuff that goes on behind the beautifully branded front end of entrepreneurship. This is where most businesses fail, so we're here to help you save time, make money, and succeed. And now your host of The Messy Backend, Sheila J. Davis and Nate Tucker. We love our listeners here at The Messy Backend. We love y'all so much, we're going to make the mess even bigger. Coming soon to this very same channel, you're going to be hearing from The Messy Backend Exposed. You know, the very first day that we recorded this podcast, Instagram and Facebook shut down, so we knew we were right on track with The Messy Backend. All businesses have them, so don't be shy. Let's put it out there and help each other grow. If you have a messy back end or you're an expert who just loves cleaning up those back ends, give us a call at 801-810-6726 or visit themessybackend.com to apply. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you all so much for listening. We have a wonderful show for you today. Susan Butcher once said, I don't know the word quit. Either I never did or I have abolished it. On our expert segment today, we're going to be talking to Manu Agarwal about being a startup and how you get over that hump into being a real business. Manu is an entrepreneur, investor, and CTO of Tetranoodle, a software consulting company that helps startup founders with tech projects. He started his career at the age of 15, working in a factory for 12 hours a day, six days a week, earning $2 a day. Wow. That is a different lifestyle right there. He is an expert, um, and we're going to be asking him a wonderful question from one of our real entrepreneurs with the real messy back end. And so being an expert, he's going to share his experience, expertise, and the tools he suggests to get it all cleaned up. If you're an entrepreneur with a messy back end and you would like to submit your question or story, give us a call at 801-810-6726 or visit us at themessybackend.com. How messy is your back end? Is it holding you back? Is it making it so that you can't make more money? You can't serve your purpose? Visit themessybackend.com today and find out just how messy your back end is and how to clean it up. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast by heading on over to themessybackend.com slash subscribe so that you never miss an episode. We'd love to thank our sponsor, Yes Women's Network. If you are a female entrepreneur and you are looking to start, build, or grow your business, Yes Women's Network is the place to join for empowering resources and masterful networking. The key to making this podcast really work is to hear about the results of the suggestions. This allows us to be able to learn not just from one expert's point of view, but from the execution of the suggestions provided. Give us a call at 801 810-6726 810-6726 or visit The Messy Backend. And now on to our expert, Manu Agarwal, for his expert advice. Don't miss your seat, folks. Here we go. Today we have a messy backend question submitted by one of our anonymous listeners. He says, what are your suggestions for how I can get past the startup phase and move into the phase where I'm not bootstrapping anymore? Hi, first of all, thanks a lot for having me. Um, yeah, interesting question. Uh, the first thing is uh, revenue. Every startup, every company or commercial endeavor, it, the, the 
core of that endeavor is revenue, revenue generation and profit generation. So when you are in a startup phase, typically, you know, people uh, don't pay too much attention to revenue generation in the first phase, or even if they do there, it's not sustainable revenue because you're just building things up. The best thing to do is focus uh, more on revenue, get to a point where the revenue is sustainable, it's growing and your expenses are less than your um, your revenue that is coming in. So now you are entering into profit phase, which is actually growing. There is no official definition of when you're out of the startup phase. You know, some people say even Tesla right now is a startup, which is a multi-billion dollar company. But to me, if a business is uh, growing and it's producing more and more revenue, I think that's a good stage to, to say now we are out of the startup phase. And and then the other aspect is a mindset of the founders, of the, of the decision makers. If they have a, a growth mindset and they think that they are out of the startup phase, that's also a key factor because a lot of times we put a lot of artificial boundaries around us through our own thinking, our beliefs. So if we think that we are always in a, a startup phase, then we, we are never going to get out of that phase. But if you think that we have matured enough and we are on to the next stage, yeah, then that's it. You know what? That is so brilliant. This is a mic drop moment, Nate, because I was actually thinking as you were describing the answering the question was, how do you even know if you're out of startup? But like you said, I mean, Tesla is still like saying we're a startup. So it comes to mindset. And if you're profitable, because there's not really this wall where you leap over it and all of a sudden you're like, yay, I'm not a startup anymore, right? Exactly, exactly. And, and the, yeah. I guess the struggles are the same, whether you're over the top of that struggle or not yeah i think struggles change slightly i think from what i have seen the you know the companies who have grown rapidly initially you are low on resources you need to be really creative and utilize your resources very efficiently you don't have a lot of people who are specializing in uh, different things so you have to wear multiple hats but as you grow you know you can specialize uh, now things become more about optimization uh, of resources and making sure there is no waste you can obviously hire more people and and specialize but as you grow the complexity also grows so your um, your focus shifts from growth to reducing complexity and making sure you know mistakes are not made and and your customers are taken care of you know, i like that like you said focus less on growth and more about reducing your complexities and uh -huh. the redundancies and the repetition exactly. that's something that sheila and i talk about a lot on our podcast about how to you know automate things and make things more efficient with the systems and processes in the background so that when you are you know doing these things over and over again because that's business business yeah. is repetition you go in and you figure out how to shorten things down and make them more efficient and yeah. i know there are people that get paid a lot of money in society to shorten just tiny amounts of time off of processes and in industries it's just as useful in the startup phase exactly exactly yeah you know look at mcdonald's there they perfected the whole uh, you know assembly line for fast food but they're still you know they, they haven't rested now they're still trying to improve their processes make it more efficient yeah oh that's a great example yeah because mcdonald's they're like oh yeah they figured out the fast food assembly line of food you know 40 50 years ago but what was it maybe the last 10 years they came out with the double drive-through at most places because they thought, hmm, this will probably make things a little bit more efficient. And usually it is. Sometimes <laughs> you go up and they're like, here's your salad. And I'm like, do I look like I ordered this salad? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I ordered. 
Well, yeah, no, they're still working and always constantly improved. So. Yeah, it was actually pointed out to us a little earlier today that even Richard Branson, right, one of the richest people in the entire world, if uh, the airlines change their regulation, he's affected by it. For the rest of our lives, that back end is going to be something we're constantly working on as long as we have our own business, I believe. One of the things about switching from that startup phase into the I'm a real business phase, like I put my big girl undies on phase is that you have some kind of residual income, right? So you would have to have, like you said, the income's constantly going up and maybe, you know, your, uh, the outgoing is a little bit lower or maybe, is it possible for that to maintain or how, so how do you get that going in the background there? It's all about planning and uh, setting some goals. So, you know, a lot of people say, okay, we're going to make $10 million next year, but they just put that $10 million goal in front of them. They, you know, sometimes they don't break it down and say, okay, if I need to make $10 million, let's see what my monthly revenue should look like. I divide uh, 10 million by 12. I, I mean, for the sake of argument, let's say $12 million so that I need to make uh, $1 million in one month and then uh, break it down further by weekly revenue so that you can track on weekly basis. Okay, did I get $100,000 this week or not? And if not, what was the problem? Where did we lag? And so that we can start to keep track of uh, these KPIs and, and execute according to plan. We need to take into account, uh, you know, slow times of the year. So let's say December, we can just write off and say, okay, we need to make $12 million in 11 months now. Once you start to break down your uh, goals and into smaller tasks and you start to track your KPIs against that, that's when you say, okay, you know, now we are actually uh, maturing and we are doing things according to how uh, a mature company will do. And we are tracking against our KPIs or in, in a perfect world scenario, we are actually doing better than $1 million in a month. Those are the real good signs of a mature company who's growing, who, who uh, they know what they are doing and uh, something that will be sustainable. Because you got to find those signs and say, okay, once I'm getting to this point, or if you can see them even coming, like you yeah. say, okay, that's the definition of a mature company. And I'm really close to there. Okay, what is that next step that I have to take? in order to be fully mature or in the case of our question where you're not bootstrapping anymore you know, yeah kind of look at that as an example and then just split the difference you know and say yeah. okay well, this is what i need to do to get there okay what can i do how can i do it and then i think that comes back to mindset too i when you said that that was a, a just a huge thing for me if you're bootstrapping it's going to take a mindset to get you out of that this is a topic we talk about a lot is getting your mind ready for those big kind of moves i mean we know you need to have your systems in place you need to build a team you know, make, I don't know, 12 million a year, that'd be nice. How do you get your mind actually switching over yeah. to that? I mean, that's a very good question. Uh, I've been doing a lot of work on the mindset part because the more entrepreneurs I work with, the more I realize I can give them all the advice on technology and tactics and all that. But if I don't help them with their mindset, nothing's going to get moving. How do we get uh, into that mindset? It's all about having a solid plan, having belief in yourself, your abilities. And uh, knowing that you can accomplish whatever you are, have set out to, to do. And then basically just letting go. A lot of times the key thing that actually holds us is our own selves. Like we sabotage ourselves in ways that we don't even realize. I can give you a couple of examples. That was a, a breakthrough for me. Uh, one quick example was when I was seven years old, I lost about uh, 20 cents. So, you know, I was, I was raised in India. So in Indian currency, it was about 10 to 20 cents I lost. And I got really, you know, I got in trouble with my parents because of that. And since that day, there was a hidden fear in my subconscious that whatever money I make, I'm going to lose it. And I don't want to lose it. I, I don't want to make any money because, you know, I'll end up losing it. 
And so, you know, these are the subtle things that goes, they happen in your mind and you don't even realize it until you actually you know, sit down and really go deep inside yourself and think about, you know, what is holding you back. And once you start to realize all these things, you need to neutralize that so that you don't sabotage yourself or, or find some other neutralizing uh, ways to handle this situation. And then you can move forward easily. That is brilliant. I have the fear of success. And I think that's just stupid. Why would you have the fear of success? But when I really analyze it, I'm actually, I'm afraid of failing after having success. So I'm actually yeah. afraid of failure. So I like that. You know, and I did, I grew up with the same kind of mindset around money. By the way, as I said, I'm working a lot on the mindset and I have prepared a program for entrepreneurs specifically to have, to cultivate a positive mindset. And uh, you can go subscribe to it. It's part video series on this. Go to innerget.com and uh, sign up. I absolutely love it, Manu. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Absolutely brilliant advice. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're most welcome. Yep, and check right, the link, you know, expert page and we'll have links about all of his expert, awesome knowledge because I could tell just in this short interview that Manu has so much fountain of knowledge in his brain and he was just trying to filter it right now to only give us just enough to, to fill in this segment so thank you so much for coming on today we appreciate thank you so much for having me thanks would you like to have either myself or nate speak at your next event or on your podcast visit us at themessybackend.com speaking well that's our show for today's episode of the messy backend thanks so much for listening nate and sheila signing off until next week that's all we have for today's episode of The, 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 the Messy b -b -b Backend. Join us again next week as our experts share more customized business advice and tips about all the messy stuff that goes on in the back end of entrepreneurship. Remember, you are not alone. Every business has a messy back end and needs a little attention. <laughs>